You're listening to Kistorian Brothers. Phone calls about Kiss from your friends at Kistorian.com. The originals, keeping it real since 2010. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, we're on Kistorian Brothers. I'm with Brother Rich. So let's just go back. We were just talking about the, the news that the Kiss biopic is going to come out, and it's the first four years. So you were saying you're thinking that's... Obviously, they weren't together four years before they did a record, so it's got to be the first three albums up to a live one, you know, plus a live one, right? Yeah, it might be just a year or just the lead up to when they get, you know, when they put out their first album, probably. You know, it'd be like a year or... or, or like starting from when they met, right? Or just they met, before or they, they met. Their, you know, or uh, when they did... When they had Ace come in, when they had Peter come in, they could start. I mean, they could start right before that, I suppose. Um, and then, yeah, you got the first three albums right up to a live one. Um, that makes the most sense. I mean, I would. I think it would have been cool if they, if they'd done, you know, a live one to like a live two. But I think it's probably harder to make a movie. You know, when you think about what was going on during those years, even though that was the peak, it'd probably be harder to make a movie like with all that going on and, and uh, you know, the touring. And, you know, if you're just thinking about like the sets that they would have to, you know, like I think it's just much more manageable as an action, as a movie uh, to do. Plus that. all the like ins and outs of the story of how they actually got there and the, and the whole, um, you know, Bill of Coin, like putting it on his, you know, all the classic stories. They'll touch all those stories of, you know, who Peter was, who Ace was, who Gene was, who Paul was, and then, and then, you know, leading up, I mean, maybe Destroyer is, doesn't make it. I was just thinking, Rich, of, you know, like in a perfect world, like if you had the actor at the height of their game, right? Mm-hmm. For Bill of Coin, I've got Gary Sinise, <laughs> or Ed Harris. I don't like either of I, I don't know who I would do. I don't know if I would pick those. Think guys. about it for a minute, just really quick. Like you're casting, you've got every actor at your disposal at their perfect year. I mean, you know, Bill of Coin is a little like an American um, George Martin. You know who I prefer would prefer for that? That'd be like Jeff Goldblum or something. Dude, I was thinking Goldblum for Gene. Oh my god. <laughs> By the way, there, I was watching some clip of Jeff Goldblum playing like piano with Aerosmith. <laughs> it's from like I don't know, it's probably from the eighties. You should pull it up. It's hilarious. He's like up on stage, like center stage playing like keyboards. Well, I loved his recent ads for Hilarious. some like off, like off-brand like insurance company where he's zooming with somebody. This was during the pandemic, and he's scatting. Yeah, I remember that. And the guy can't take it anymore. <laughs> no, but I was thinking. So let's just let's just have some casting fun. And the other one I just came to mind for some reason was a young. Pissed off Sean Penn as Peter Chris. I mean, that could work. I mean, with a wig, you know, anything's possible. Well, even Spicoli, right? Like, if you just throw the bandana around his head, like Peter, and put him in fatigues and, like, just... Because Sean's known for being angry, right? So he could... You know, he could go off at any minute. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. And by the way, you know, I think, you know, I looked up the, the guy that's directing it. The guy's done, like, like legit movies, you know? Like, so this is, this is, um... So it's going to be like the Queen or the Elton John movie. It's going to be in major theaters. Well, no, but except for it's going to be... I do believe it's just going to be Netflix. I can't remember if it said... Either way, I mean, still... Well, the Motley Crue, I haven't seen the Motley Crue uh, documentary. It's supposed to be very good, but I, I haven't watched it. Um, well, what I mean is the Kiss story, like the way they've like spilled it out over years, it's already written. I don't think there's going to be revelations, and if anything, there's going to be a bending of the truth, right? As you could expect. But really quick, let's talk about these characters... Just for fun, right here. We're just bullshitting. So, who would play Ace Fraley? My God, man. I I mean, it could be some unknown. It's got to be somebody tall and skinny. Well, you know, what What about what about the guy from the Star Wars who kind of looks like my buddy Duff Rice or Roger Waters with the black hair, the tall, thin guy? Oh, no, they're not getting Adam Driver. Adam Driver is Ace Fraley. No, they're not getting... I, look, this is, like I said, this looks like a legit production, but these are going to be... These are not going to be household name guys. No, you know. Right, oh, so these are going to be all new guys. Okay, but I'm just having fun with it. No, no, that would be cool. I think he's a little too tall to be Ace, but, I mean, he would be better as maybe as Gene. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that would that would work because yeah, that I that I could see, but I don't think he's <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's going to be in it. But that would be cool. He'd be very good at that. And what, what if they just had Worf from you know Next Generation as Gene? <laughs> well, right, yeah, because you got the yeah, that that might be tough. God, yeah, man, I I who who would be? This is difficult because yeah, it's much easier to pick people that we know. But they're going to be. I mean, these are probably going to be. They're going to be good actors. Uh, but they're going to be people. But that just pretend you're like a bush league, like L.A. guy, and you've gotten the call, and you're going to give this list to Paul Stanley, right, of actors. And of course, it's all off. It's all over the map because half the guys are almost dead, and it's like your wish list of like you know who they would be. But in the case of Gene, like. You need some sort of swarthy Lothario scumbag, semi-dark-skinned, um, you know, Israeli or Arabic or Mediterranean or Greek or Italian. Yes. You need a tall Italian, which is hard to find. And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to think of, like, uh, you know, you're more, you're more into the movie biz, but... Um, and then, of course, Paul Stanley, which is the reason why it's really hard to do a Kiss cover band because no one can do Paul Stanley. They can't sing like him and they can't move like him. And it, it's like trying to imitate Robert Plant. Good luck. Well, right. That's why I think the reason they, they chose to do these four, four years is obviously they're going to have some footage of them playing and doing stuff. But they're probably going to have to limit it because of the reasons you just pointed out. Like, cause it's, I mean, obviously they would just play the kiss music anyway. I mean, it would just be, but the point is like having it be a convincing performance, you know what I mean? They're, they'd probably get a little taste of that. It's got to be in the movie, obviously, but uh, how much of that you're going to see? I mean, you know, if you think about the Queen thing, they actually did show quite a few, a lot, you know, of live. Did they? So they could do it. They could pull it off. I mean, they probably pull it off, but it is, it's not, like with the Queen thing, 
no, but hold on. The footage of Queen live was reenactments of. Yeah, yeah, and they would do this. They would just have to do the same thing. But it, it, yeah, like you said, it, it might be difficult to pull off. Hey, but you know what? If somebody could do, I mean, they, you know, they pulled off the Freddie Mercury thing, man, and that was, you know. How about how about uh, what about George Costanza as um, the record company owner from Casablanca? Oh, that would be good. Right? Yeah, that would work. That would work, right? Um, but I'm, I'm really having a tough time because I'm thinking of character actors, you know, that are younger. You know, obviously they could play young Kiss. Uh, you know, guys. Well, actually, Ed Harris would be a great Eddie Kramer. Well, yeah, was he bald then? He... No, but he'd just pull his hair back and put the glasses on. Neil Bogart would be Costanza as Neil Bogart. Well, because you're right, that they do need to have like a couple of actors in the movie that people do know, you know, like that would be willing to do that. Well, like Mike Myers was in that costume in the Queen thing, right? And he played the manager. Yeah, and he was great. And uh... Costanza as Le- as as uh, Neil Bogart, I think, would be convincing when he threatens Gene and says he's going to break his legs. <laughs> And then you know you have Johnny Depp as Sean Mal- Sean Delaney. <laughs> ah, that's not bad. Give 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 Depp a, a mustache and free reign of the city, and you've got Sean Delaney. Oh man! Right? Well, he might be too old. But that's what's incredible about Paul Stanley, like Ace. Ace and Peter, we can sort of plug in somebody. Gene and Paul is really hard to plug in. Even I can't visualize an actor. I can't either, man. I mean, I have to go through because we are we're talking twenty somethings. You know what I mean? Twenty to twenty five year olds, and um, I, nobody. People... That's why I'm saying let's use any actor like Henry Fonda as Ace Fraley. Uh, you know, a young Peter Fonda as Ace Fraley, right? That could work. Right, and then, you know, but Paul... Who, who, no, but Paul is like... No, I know we've had these conversations. Who have we said, you know, like, what guys have we said look like Ace or look like Paul? Or look, you know, forget, forget... I mean, generally, it would most likely be actors that we've said or people that we are... that are somewhat famous. I just can't... I mean, there is... But, you know, what if there's, like, a rock star, right, that, like, is, a, is like, a... hasn't done anything in a while... You know, like, um, Ryan Adams, right, plays, like, Ace Fraley. Or, you know what I mean? Like, you know, but, like, when you think of Gene and Paul's hair and everything, it's like you're trying to visualize somebody with this giant hairdo that may not look that way normally because nobody wears their hair like that, right? No. So it's really hard to, like, get get your head in there. I mean, what about Nikki Six as Gene Simmons? Well, yeah, I mean, it would obviously it would make sense to have people that actually know how to play an instrument too, um, you know. Because I there's. By the way, the, the the former drummer of Anthrax. Yeah. I forget which guy he is. He put a video up the other day where he put a, on Halloween and he wears a Peter Chris mask. Yeah. And he plays the whole drum set, the whole drum oh, solo from a live one. Pretty good. 
Yeah, and he's playing his own version of it, but it's it's really close. And he's like, Peter Chris stopped by today, and he posted this. Oh, that's cool. And he plays the whole fucking solo. Oh, that's awesome. You know, as a historian here, we just gotta we gotta dot the eyes with this stuff. Anthrax drummers. Uh, you should pull that up. It's it's actually mind-boggling because he's also got to breathe in that little mask. You know, he's got like a Halloween mask on. Right, because he doesn't have the makeup on. Right? Yeah, he's just put on the shitty like sort of, uh, you know, Halloween mask of Peter Chris, And that's why you're not sure if it's really him, you know. Um, yeah, it was Charlie Benante. He's a re- he knows the whole solo, dude. And when you watch somebody do it, like, more precise than Peter in a weird way, without the effects, you're like, wow, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, it's it's three or four minutes long, right? <laughs> He's got the whole thing down, like, every fucking nuance, but it still doesn't sound like Peter Chris, but you know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, hold on. He delivers the mustards. Yeah, pull that up really quick. This is what Kistorian Brothers needs to be about. It's just, you know, hey, we just pop on the phone. Because it's supposed to be Kistorian Brothers. And I was reminded today when they posted the Kerry interview, they put up the picture of, of Ace and Peter, you know, our, our banner photo. Yeah. And I was like, you know, we got to get back to this. And by the way, I discovered a new Bigfoot show, like uh, Uncovering Giants, right? And it's two brothers that have decided that they're going to, you know. It's like Kistorian Brothers, but it's Bigfoot Brothers. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, <laughs> Nobody, nobody's on that Paul Stanley lookalike. Let's see. Who looks like Paul Stanley? Cher? Cher as Paul Stanley? Yeah. <laughs> A young Cher? Who's a big rock and roller, like big guy? You know, it doesn't matter what age he is, but like, you know, you're not gonna have Lemmy as Gene, he's dead, but like a big, like Blackie Lawless as Gene Simmons, like in a perfect world. Yo, yeah, there you go, I mean that's- Oh, oh no, he finally makes good with King Diamond. And King Diamond plays Gene. Oh my God! No idea. But you're right about the Blackie Lawless thing because that's somebody that like Nikki Six doesn't need to be doing that because you know they're they're Molly Crew. I mean, you know, take it. Well, you know, take them or leave them. They still obviously made their own. Oh, I just realized who it needs to be. Who? It's um, Little Steven. But he can't. Uh, no, a young little Steven as Paul Stanley. Yeah, but he's older than Paul Stanley. But do you know how much little Steven looks like Paul Stanley? A lot. Yeah, I'm looking at the two pictures together, and they're they're not separatable at birth or in a time in a like lineup. Anyway, I'm just having fun with it. Silly. You know, but who looks like Gene Simmons? I just remember seeing that first article where they had the names wrong and it said under Gene, it said Ace Fraley. Kiss on masks. 
cool. And Gene kind of had like his elder hair. Yeah. And yeah. Paul had like a, you know, kind of a, you know, an unmasked crop top. And Ace had a beard. It looked like he'd just gotten pulled over. And, <laughs> and Eric was listed as like Peter Chris or whatever it was. But yeah, so. I mean, you know, the Paul Stanley that's in it, if they're smart, they should, the guy should actually be the guy who launches their cover band. He can actually play guitar. They should talk to that band out of Toronto, the Paul Stanleys, and see if any of the four of them are good enough. Yeah, by the way, you know, I just thought about that guy. Remember that guy that used to do the videos from his car? Yeah, dude, we can't find him. I don't know. I can't. Why can't hey, we listen, let's do a call out to the Kiss Army. So there was this Italian dude from New Jersey who would sing Kiss songs in his car. And he was from Philadelphia, I think. Philadelphia. And his Thank name was Chris you. something, and he was Italian. It was Chris something. You know, and he would he would really put his heart into it. like, But oh, it was God, like he was on like lunch it, break. Oh, I forget his name. He was brilliant, and he would do like Tears Are Falling, and you know Who Wants he, to Be yeah, Lonely. He did come from a Kiss cover band, so that's why it's <laughs> why it's crazy to me that I can't. I haven't looked for him in a while, but I remember I had some trouble finding him. Well, the other idea is to go with somebody who aspires to look like Paul, and you you take a, a sample of the current, you know, hot Kiss cover bands, right? And you see if the guy can act. They'd probably want to have control and have an actor. By the way, one of the people that came up when I put in Paul Stanley Lookalike was uh, Russell Brand. That works. You know, oh, like yeah. You know, it's close enough. No, that's perfect, but he was already in Take Me to the Greek, right? Yeah, but he, he's playing a, he's playing a fictional rock star, so he could definitely, yeah, he could definitely pass. Again, um... Yeah, that was one of the people who came up. Yeah, Little Steven was another one. What What about Gene Simmons' son, Nick, as Gene? That makes the most sense. Well, shit, yeah, and you're forgetting, yeah, they might, yeah, Paul might just, they might cast, he might cast his son, Evan. He can play guitar. I mean, come on. <laughs> that, yeah, it makes the most sense to have it be. Well, you know, be, a real twist for me would be, you know, the lead guitarist of Chicago's cover band, Slutter, the all-female cover band, Ace Sheely as Ace. Like, how controversial would it be if it's like, it's now in question whether Ace was ever a man. <laughs> He's Ace <laughs> Sheely. <laughs> Who are the other characters? So there's, there's Sean Delaney, Gene Paul, Ace, and Peter. There's, um, obviously, Bullet Coin. And you've got, uh, oh, I have such a tough time with the goddamn record owner's name. Oh, uh, uh. What's uh, wrong with me? I have. From Casablanca, sorry. for fuck's sake, we keep doing this. Yeah, what is his name? It's not Len Berman. It's not Len from the record company. I thought Len was fired. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know what's wrong with me. I mean, I do know what's wrong. <laughs> Hold on. Oops, there goes the phone. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Universal Records, Republic Records. Neil Bogart. Neil Bogart, thank you. Is there any other character? Like, we've got... We've got, um... You know, at that time, we've got Lydia Cress. And, you know, his other characters involved. And, and then also we've got, um... Jeanette Fraley. 
Yeah, those would all be people that should be in the movie. Um, oh, God, when I looked at Gene Simmons' uh, lookalikes, yeah. one of the names was Muammar Gaddafi came up. Well, you know, they could put out an ad for like a young Gene Simmons. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're going to have auditions and all that. But I would imagine whoever's making it. What's the guy's name? Oh, the the, the director. I yeah. forget, I forget the name, but he he's done um, he's done some big movies. Um, let's just let's just pull this up because I can edit Netflix. Kiss. Shout it out loud. What do you think about the title? Like, if you had a choice of titles. I might have called it room service. That's too obscure. You know, it wasn't a big hit, you know? Well, shout it out loud. That means they're going to take it up to that song? That, that means we're going to go all the way up to... If yeah, it's four years, one, then we're going to we're gonna get to... De, the, we're going to go alive all the way to Destroyer. Right, if it's a live one, yeah, they could do a live one and then just show them going into the studio to record Destroyer, which is their biggest, you know, obviously had their biggest hit on it. So that would make sense. By the way, I think... Produced by Canton? What's his name? Canton? Yeah, um, but no, he did, uh, he's done a couple of Disney movies, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, Maleficent. Well, that's where you get where our Johnny Depp as Sean Delaney. Yeah, what else has he done? Uh, we, we need to literally have it, like, in the list of, like, our, like, ultimate cast. Like, because it, it could be funny, right? You got, you got Sean Penn as Peter Chris. Right? Yeah, you got that. Um, we got Ed Harris as <laughs> as as uh, Eddie Kramer. We've got Costanza. What's his name? Oh, uh, Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander as Neil Bogart. Right? <laughs> We've got Johnny Depp. <laughs> as Sean Delaney it could be Paul Stanley too we've got Russell what? Brandt as Paul Stanley yeah I'm done, I'm done looking up eight. yeah and then we've got uh, I had said Ed Harris but the other guy was um, uh, Gary Sinise As Bill Coin, right? And now we need Ace and Gene. And what was the guy we came up with for Ace? Uh, I don't know. Who did you come up with? Uh, did you come up with anybody? Well, no. We were talking about. You were talking about Adam Driver, but that was for that. Yeah, Adam Driver is ace. better for Gene. No, maybe, yeah, maybe, but what was the other Gene? Well, we could flip those, but... And then the Gene... Was, is is uh, Nick Simmons. Well, yeah, I mean, it, dude, I would, I would not put it past him. No, you would not, would you? To put their two sons in the freaking movie. I mean, come on. But they may not have but any... But Paul would never do that, but Gene would do it. Gene would do it, but Nick might not want to do it. Oh, like, we don't know if they have aspirations to be stars. They may not want to have anything to fucking do with it. Or certainly, you know, we don't know. I mean, I have no idea. But it certainly would make the most sense. 
Jesus Christ. Sorry. Um, they certainly look, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if Evan looks that much like Paul, but he is his son, and I'm sure he, and he can play guitar, and he probably, you know, has qualities that are similar, you know, I'm sure. We've also got these, the early roadies that wrote that book. You know, you need a couple of these characters, like, you know, um, who was the uh, screaming comic that's dead? The guy would yell a lot. Kinnison? Kinnison. Kinnison could play, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, you the big guy. Yeah, you got the guy that did the, the hottest band in the land. Thing. Yeah, that guy. Gotta have him. It's not Moose, but it's one of those guys. We're gonna get these names right. You know, everyone's gonna be upset. We're not, like, you know, you and I aren't working on a, uh, we're not on like a, we're not at the press desk. We don't have anybody supporting us. This is all from memory. But yeah, you'd have the couple characters. Um, I do like the idea of like Lydia Chris being Joan Jett. Yeah. You know, uh, and then um, I kind of want um, Jeanette to be my first girlfriend from junior high, Michelle Hazelrig. Unknown, unknown actress, right? But think about actresses really quick for Jeanette, right? Unassuming, like hip, tied to the mob, but blonde. Um, what are you scribbling away with? I just, I have a little black marker here. <laughs> I'm always scribbling. When I do the interviews, I scribble. It's really funny and you hear it. Oh, okay, but you're uh, really for, for Jeanette you know, like, Fraley. You know, like Matt Nagy making notes. What about what about really pissed? What'd you say? Did you see Matt Nagy with his little notepad the other day? How about Liv Tyler as Jeanette Fraley? That could work. I think we've got our cast. I'm getting there. So, what are you expecting from the movie? Let's just exhaust this, and I can edit it later. But like. Do you think they go back to the point before the four met? I think you gotta you gotta do you gotta have the first meeting of Gene and Paul, right? And the circumstances surrounding you know how they met, I suppose, right? But then you can just fast forward to them trying to get the other guys. Well, like Paul taking a bus up to the Catskills to meet Gene to play with his band Bullfrog Beer and all this, and that would be so awesome. Yeah, and they gotta do that. I mean, I want to see them pour. Yeah, they got to do all that, you know. Do you know what I mean with them, like, really scraping it together and Gene sleeping in that hellhole with the rats and trying to fuck some girl and then, you know, Peter saying, I got a 12, my name is Peter Chris, I got a 12-inch dick. And Ace showing up with the fucking, you know, different Sneaker. color, the different fucking color sneakers and Bob Kulik being there. I mean, who's going to play Bob? Like, Paul Schaefer? I mean, who's Bob Kulik? Bob's got to be in the story. This is their make good with Bob. I'm just realizing... They, they, they may just leave that out of the movie. They don't oh, care about it. Fuck that. that. They're not going to do that. They owe Bruce and Bob that much. True. And then, of course, we need to figure out who is Bob Ezrin. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because he's a big part of it, obviously. Uh, I mean, who would be like a good character act for, for Bob Ezrin? Maybe it's the guy from uh, Arrested Development, the main guy, like, he's just a dick. He's like a know-it-all. Bateman? 
Yeah, the comical guy, but like Bateman, like he knows better and he's dealing with these children and he's got the whole thing with the like putting up the blackboard and they're like these hairy apes that can't play and he's like, children, listen up. And then he attacks them with the fire extinguishers. That's all going to be in there. The problem is they, they can't angle it that Beth is what made them break through. Yeah, but they may cut. I'm thinking they, they lead you right up to them basically going into the studio to do, you know, the strong, but it, maybe we don't really see a lot of it. So which lines it up for a follow-up movie, right? Right, and I, I was going to say that earlier, but... Um, I, I, like I the, second, the, the second part of the 70s is when they go supernova. Yeah, I was going to say earlier was that, yeah, depending on the success of this... Um, yeah, it would certainly set up for the second part, for sure, because that's what, I mean, that, people want to see that, too, for sure. What about Anthony Cadis as Gene Simmons? <laughs> no, no. I don't know about that. Yeah, he's big. I mean, that's a lot. I, mean, I don't know about that. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough, right? I mean, they are, obviously, they're very unique. Um... Well, what about an existing, like, rock star that they could plug in to guarantee, you know, because they're going to want to hedge their bets. They need one big name in this movie, right? And it's going to be Paul's character, right, or Gene's. And it's going to be Paul's if he can help it, right? You know, you could have Doc McGee as Neil Bogart. Oh, yeah. Right? You could save some money there. Doc... Make a note back of the envelope. <laughs> right? Save a little money. <laughs> what are we talking about here? This isn't that difficult. A couple lines. I can do it. You know the guys I can do it. So we've got Doc McGee. You know, for cameos for Paul and Gene, it would be funny if they, you know, at concerts, they were like, occasionally like a custodian comes in, is like mopping a floor and it's Gene. You know, or Paul, like, mopping floors. Or even better, Tommy Thayer as, like, this built-in character. And then Eric Singer's got to be in the movie. Eric could play the truck driver, like this little hyper truck driver. Yeah, you're right. They may want to try to work just about everybody in that they can, right? I mean... Right, uh, and so Shannon ends up being what? Like the, like the, the madam at this, like, whorehouse they go to in Texas. I can see this all happening. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. And they're going to run into Katie Segal in Cincinnati and give her, like, and then they're even going to, you know, well, Van Halen and everything is in the next one. Right. This is going to be fascinating, but who do you think's got final approval on the script? (laughs) Uh, Probably Gene and Paul, I would say. I would say Paul. The script is already, you know, Looks like the script's done. Yeah, it sounds like it's done. But um, it's the kind of thing Gene would love to write, you know, but Paul won't let him. And, you know, in other words, they could just give him, like, here, here, listen, like, the bullet points. Here's the ten things that happened that are the crucial moments of history that we all know as historians, right? So, you know, like we talked about, you know. And, of course, taking up the Destroyer where they, they run into this monster producer and it's time to get into the big leagues. And then, like, we don't know what's going to happen with the... You know, they could even leave it hanging because, you know, everybody was freaking out that they had turned off their fan base and made a horrible mistake. 
And Bob Ezrin was on vacation. When he got home, he had all these messages like, oh, Jesus. You know, and, and it turned out that, like, Kiss was desperate to work with Jack Douglas because... And, you know, they never worked with Bob again, but I think Bob probably went off on them and said, fuck you, this is a huge record, and it went off and became just that. But then they went back to Kramer. Maybe because Bob was going to charge a higher price to move forward. Oh, yeah, maybe, but I also think, yeah. He hadn't done The Wall yet. Yeah, that's true. But he'd done all the Alice Cooper stuff. But it is possible that, I mean, obviously, like back then, they, at least they did listen to uh, Ace and Peter. And maybe Peter and Ace were just like, I don't, I can't deal with that guy again. You know, like, not two albums in a row, you know? Cause we right, know. right. In other words, that would be just too much stress. It's like, let's go back to a comfortable thing. We're, we're now, now let's just play our rock and roll. And they kind of went back to a real simple formula. I wish Rock and Roll Over had another song on it, but... But yeah, I mean, think about it. Like, Ace was very, obviously, really comfortable with Eddie, and, um... Yeah, I probably... I'm not saying that Ace, at that point, was threatening to quit the band, but they... You know, they were... You know, they were difficult to deal with, so they... Well, it was a smart move, because how do you follow up Destroyer? Right, and you can't have two albums like that in a row, you know? You just can't. I mean, especially since there was such, you know, mixed, you know. Um, right now it's I mean, considered like pure genius, but like at the time it's like great expectations and all that. It was like, you guys sold out, like, and you're our band and you just let us down. That was how the fans felt. Like they wanted you to be nobody in Raw. You know, they're rooting for you, but, like, not at not at this cost, right? Like, it's like... And then the, the bridge too far, of course, was I was made for loving you. Well, yeah, but that was... Right, it's only three years later, later but yeah. those fans, like, you know, you, you think about the fact that Back in Black came out in 80, and you had those Van Halen records hitting in 78, 79, and they just, like, turned tail. And like made a like a business decision instead of making a tackle at the goal line, they you know lived to fight another day and took it to another arena, which was you know overseas where their name was huge, but they hadn't capitalized on it. It's absolutely brilliant, but like if they had to put out a hard rock record, then I mean like Shandy was huge in England. It was bigger uh, in in Australia. It was bigger than um, than I was made for loving you. Yeah, it's, un- it's unbelievable. So for whatever reason, it was like, oh, they're the dandies and they're coming over here and we appreciate it and we're starved. You know? I, I, it's just, it's fascinating that they made that, that turn, but... Uh, well, I don't think, you know, I don't think they, I, they don't, I don't think they thought they could compete with an Eddie Van Halen, you know? Like, well, the irony is, of course, that, you know, that they had found him and that they got softer, not harder. Yeah, it's it's. Uh... They realized that they weren't going to be able to play in that niche, and they also had lost that like hardcore rock fan base that built their name. Yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> what? Sorry, I don't know what happened, but Pete Carroll just went. I think he meant to throw out his uh, challenge flag, but it was just like some other random thing in his pocket. Well, listen, it's been nice to chat with you again. Uh, yeah, man, it was fun. Historian uh, Brothers, uh, you know, let's do our next thing. I think Crazy Nights, we should set our sights on all things Crazy Nights. Yeah, I've been listening in the last couple of weeks. Um, 
you know, at great peril. But um, well, would you agree that um, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, there's things about each song that are cool. Like, no, you know, it, Bang Bang You. If they had worked on a cool chorus, I mean, my God, how that chorus went off. But the verses are tits. Yeah, no, there's a lot of good. There's a lot more. There's a lot. A lot of stuff on that album that's better than I remember it being. And now, granted, back when I used to listen to it, I probably enjoyed it, you know, even more. But um, but I, I remember, remember when I heard it, though. I was there just... were songs that I was just like, this is filler. I don't need to waste my time with it, you know. Because when I was listening to it the other night, I was like, there were certain songs that I knew, like, every part of. And then there were other ones where I was like, oh, this is kind of new to me, you know. Like, and it's not as bad as I thought, you know. But, um... But, yeah, but overall, it's a lot better than I remember it being. That's for sure. And it's cool, too, because it takes me back to a very specific time, just like any album does. But that one more than, you know, it's totally landlocked with my first year, you know. It's a bittersweet symphony, no question. Yeah, I mean, um... <laughs> All right, well, we'll leave it no, there, buddy. That, yeah, like when that album came out, I was at Hillsdale. It was my, my freshman year. It was in the fall of my freshman year. And, you know, it was just like it was nice to have something that uh, a new Kiss album, you know, just kind of, you know, just to go pick up. And uh, I just remember thinking that's not going to compete with Aerosmith. And, and that I was, like, disappointed that, you know, you know, it's like, over the years, Kiss albums are like, when you put them on, you don't like them. Like, I remember hearing Hell or Hallelujah. And I thought, oh. what a fucking mess. Yeah. I but now when I hear it, I'm like, that, that was fucking pretty, pretty awesome. It is. It is. That's <laughs> weird. But I had the same reaction the first time I heard it. It was just like a mess. It sounded like, what are they doing? And it just sounded like three, four songs thrown together. And it was just weird. But it works. Um, and it's awesome. Um, I just wish some of those choruses, like, I mean, I do like moments of uh, my way. You're in the danger zone. It's a jagged edge we climb. Listen, well, let's save this for another time. It's just so many cliches. I know, it's, it's so ridiculous. They're like, you know, when his whole thing about, you know, Lighting up like a Star Spangled Banner, like, you know, just some of the <laughs> lyrics are like, they're just, you know, like he did with I Wanna, like I'm a crazy train rolling down the tracks. Just like, like in the term monster, you got to keep in mind that the biggest record the year before was by Lady Gaga and it was called Monster, right? Yeah. So they're just aping like hashtags. But anyway. They can't help it. Let's. I look forward to the Netflix thing. We'll do a we'll do a post op on that too. We'll do an autopsy. Well, and hopefully it won't take you know. Hopefully it won't be too long before we actually see it. You know, I mean they're turning this stuff out pretty quick these days. So. Well, I think that they were. I think they rushed out that announcement to get it uh, out in front of the Paul Stanley and his sister thing. I think that they weren't going to push that out yet, and they decided, oh, we'll make the announcement. And meanwhile, my pal Peter with Universal and everything, they're trying to get Kiss to put out the Dubai DVD, which they're under contract to do and have already been paid on. And now they're in a lawsuit, as I understand it, uh, allegedly. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and I sent this the other day, and he goes, ah, I get it. In other words... They have a rule where they get a million bucks each, Gene and Paul. And you get paid up front and then the deal happens. 
and then they absconce as long as they can. In other words, they don't want to put that Dubai thing out and have it not sell, right? And they got something else on the dock. And they're constantly trying to fill the void. They rushed out the A&E thing. As good as it was, it could have been better, right? Oh yeah, and, uh, so you know, and so now they're gonna now they're gonna do this, but Netflix is not gonna rush this out. No, but we could see it. Um, we could see it. What in twenty? I think. What oh, we? we'll see it next year. I didn't see yeah, a date no, I on think it. Yeah, I think it did say something about twenty twenty two. So I mean, might be late. Tw- yeah, it'll probably be mid to late 2022 which is not that far off I mean remember I mean a big part of getting it's just getting the movie greenlit you know like having the you know the uh, they're probably putting uh, Bruce to work right now on the background music like with Secret Squirrel yeah well and that's the thing uh, they better I mean like unlike that anything they better have actual kiss music in this or it's actually Danny DeVito would be great as the manager for the, the club they first play what are you kids doing back here yeah. well I was just gonna say not that not that he would be in the movie but yeah he'd be good for Doc McGee that's for sure um, yeah but Doc's not in the movie yet but Doc oh, would know, be but, good but, would be good in some role yeah I think they could find a place for him um but yeah, and I do like, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, think about it. They are going to be grabbing people from the music industry. How cool would it be, like, they go out to lunch, you know, like with Peter at that Chinese place, and the waiter or the bartender is actually the current Peter Chris? What do you <laughs> kids need? You know, stuff like that could make it really sexy. I mean, if you, if you had carte blanche to do anything you wanted, I mean, this is, you know, these are the days of your lives. This is... This is the story. This is the Van Halen movie that needs to be to come out as they move up to the point where they make it. Yeah, you know, just that they don't seem to have like I don't know. There's not a top guy. You know, since David left, they don't. They don't yeah, think. They really, don't think they don't big. Like be that concerned with. Well, David Lee Ross should set his sights on making the Van Halen movie right now. Right, because he has just as much of a right, obviously, to get you know, something like that made, for sure. I mean... Oh, uh, the main consultant? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, now with Eddie gone, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know where Alex's head is at or if he even cares about the, it. All I know is that Van Halen, you know, even before Eddie died, they didn't really seem too concerned with promoting much of anything. I just picture Alex out on his ATV, like, driving through mud at high speed. Yeah, with a with a with a cooler and a, you know, you know, twelve case of beer in the back, you know. I just, in a boombox. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can imagine him on some sort of, you know, very large property, just driving around like. I don't know, God, yeah, what do those guys get up to? Uh, Who knows, buddy? Hey, rock and roll. I love you, man. Okay, buddy. Hi, right, peace. See you, buddy. You're listening to Kistorian Brothers. Phone calls about Kiss from your friends at Kistorian.com. The originals, keeping it real since 2010.